Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Now that I have you both here, um, thank you for Bridgerton. It was all us. We did the whole thing and there was no one else involved. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. It's about time someone gave us the credit, Nicola, for God's sake. (laughs) I know, I've been thinking about it. Welcome back to Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm Gabby Collins, and I'm your guide behind the scenes of Shondaland's hit show on Netflix. My conversation with Julia Quinn about the backstories and relationships between the characters beyond the central love story got me all tangled up in watching the show again. And one of those relationships that is, I think, an obvious fan favorite was the Penelope's friendship for all of its candor, its wit, and its shade. Uh, especially knowing what we know about Penelope, right? Bridgerton is about love. There are love stories all over the place, but this relationship that I want to talk about is a different kind of love story. It's the kind that can actually make you jealous. It's that platonic homie sister friend story that just grows out of genuine respect between two people. I thought it would be a treat to hear these two real-life friends, Claudia Jesse, who plays Eloise Bridgerton. Hi, how are you? And Nicola Coughlin. Hello, my love. Who plays Penelope Featherington. Talk about their time on set. Hi, Nicola. I love your little house. So I'm on a Zoom call with the actresses. Nicola is setting up in her home studio and... Wait, can we clap one more time because my thing is Absolutely. Boom. So hard there, I hurt my hands. That was really stupid. <laughs> I was like trying to impress you that I could clap really hard. So- and Claudia is joining us just a bit short of breath. Because I just had to move the boat. So I filled up with diesel and had to change the gas and then bring it back around. So it was raining outside. So that's why I'm wearing my... <gasps> you said your boat? Yes, I live on a, a canal boat. Wait, you have to tell us about this. I spent a lot of time on a, a boat when I was a kid. Wow. It was always something I wanted to do again. So I started looking into it and then started saving for one. And then about three years ago, I bought it. And then I spent like the rest of those three years building it. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So after talking about our days and what we had for breakfast, we started talking about the show. 
It's funny because, I mean, Bridgerton for me started way before filming sort of started. I got cast April 2019 and Claudia and I were the first two people cast in the show, actually. Really? Yes, we were. I, had a, I have a picture that I sent to her the other day of the costume office. So there was headshots on the wall. And I remember going in for like a couple of fittings and it was just my headshot. And then I was like, is there anyone else cast? And they were like, not yet. And I had started to read the books. So I was like, who's Colin? Who's Eloise? And then when I saw Claudia's headshot was the second one that went up. And I went, oh my God, I'm so glad it's her. Because we had met very briefly prior to Bridgerton. She was on a comedy show called Porches, which one of my best friends wrote on. So I met her at the rap party of that. And she was just an angel and delightful and effervescent and all of those things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was so glad it was her. But then she's not on any social media and me being the keen bean that I am was like determined to like make her my friend. So I was messaging <laughs> a bunch <laughs> of actors that I knew and I forgot, I'd forgotten. I did this until very recently, I think doing the junkets. And I said to Claudia, you do know, like I desperately tried to make contact with you before right. filming. And thank God Claudia has the lovely open personality that she has because someone else might have been really put off by how like keen I was to become friends with her. But thankfully she she wasn't. Yeah. We all get along really well. So we'd hang out with like, just be together and stuff like that. And now, you know, being together as human beings is just absolutely beautiful. How I long for that to happen again, like one day. And I used to look at Nicola online. She would be the only person I'd look at really, just to see that like, what she was up to, which I really enjoyed. And she'd do like really romantic things where she'd be like, sent me a birthday message just being like just in case Claudia like scrolls across this and I did on my birthday it was the most romantic thing and she's done it like a few times for me to find it's like a little treat I think in a in a funny way our real life relationship is a bit of a flip of Penelope and Eloise yes. in that I just constantly talk at Claudia <laughs> <laughs> and I just hope that she'll respond at any point and I'll be really happy or I just like send her memes all the time I don't know what it is, like an odd blend of being able to absolutely handle a room whilst being like having crippling shyness. Like it's just, it's like, do you know what? Someone once described me as, um, oh God, it's so funny. I mean, it's probably horrendous, but I thought it was really funny. 100% confidence, 0% self esteem. (laughs) (laughs) Safe to say, Nicola, am I the resident recluse? We always say about one another, like we're very different in a lot of ways, but we're similar in all of the important ways. Yeah. In that I'm like constantly on the internet. It's like an actual problem. Like I, my phone is it's like a permanent thing in my hand. Especially since the show has come out, it's like bonkers. Yeah. And like I tell Claudia, like there's 4 million people following reggae on Instagram. She's like my grandmother. I'm like, pull up a chair, Claudia, and let me tell you about what the youngsters are doing on the net. <laughs> it is like that. It is like that. I know you've seen... The Penelope's fan art, though. I know you've at least seen that. Yeah, and I do really appreciate it. I think it's gorgeous. I curate little things to, to send to her, <laughs> and she should just see some of it. I love fan art, and I save it all the time, and I will send it to Claudia, and I'll send it to my mom. And I so appreciate, like, the time that people take and what the characters mean to, to people. Like, yeah. But then, yeah, there's lots of horrible sides to social media as well. I'm not like, it's all great. There's nothing bad that's ever happened. It's, yeah, it can be terrible. You have to take it with a pinch of salt. But I do, I do send you the night of some nice things. Yeah, and I love it. I do love oh, you it. Do, yeah, uh, yeah. So many people that I've talked to for this podcast have talked about the idea of whistle down and the ton and the society that you all are in this show is very similar 
to the like nature of everything we're talking about right now, social media and gossip and all that. Well, that's what I loved about reading the script because it didn't read like a period drama. And I sometimes take issue with period drama in that it feels very flat and not real and a bit like you have to tick these certain boxes and it all has to be very rehearsed. And I think like with art, you want it to make you feel something. You want to have a connection to it. And I think that's what's been so lovely about our two characters that people have really connected to them. It's also like because it's a Shondaland show, they don't shy away from writing complicated women that sometimes make really terrible choices. There's nothing more challenging than being a human being, is it? Because of our capacity to hurt and to heal and you know to be right nasty little buggers. It's funny because some people will send me messages and say, like, I'm really mad at Penelope for doing this. And I'll go, Yeah, she's human though. She's human. She's not gonna be no one's perfect all the time. Yeah, what she does is absolutely terrible, but it's, we do sometimes do terrible things. And I think, yeah, that's a big strength of the show. I think that those two things coexisting, how how beautiful and how lavish it is, but coupled with the fact that it's got real depth to it. And also like, we talked about this, Claudia, like at the very sort of beginning that the casting choices that were made, Kelly Hendry and Cole Edwards, who are the casting directors on it, they didn't go for like the obvious choices of people. Yeah, ma'am. They went for really great actor actors that I admire, like Claudia I'd admired before I knew her as an actor. Johnny Bailey, you know, super, super brilliant. A lot of people, you know, Polly Walker, he's just, he plays my mom, is unbelievable. But yeah, really interesting choices and complex actors that come from lots of different backgrounds. I think that really enriched it. Yeah. We won't say who it is, but we gone with a list of who they could have cast that would have been so much less interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Is that a whistle down shade? Like, wait. Someday on our tell all, we'll tell that list. But yeah, no, I think I, I was very excited by the actors that they chose. I felt like that really spoke to the type of show they wanted to make. Yeah, to have that bonding time was just brilliant. I'm just so glad it's the two of us, you know, because just it's such a mad journey to go on with a show like this and then you have someone that you know she's so level-headed and so just sweet and kind and lovely and yeah I'm just very grateful really that it's her I remember Nicola's last scene right so just before this we'd had vegan hot dogs because sometimes like Nicola would do proper like camaraderie and have vegan food with me when I'd be there because I'm vegan so she's very 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 supportive but you were amazing because then she rapped and then turned around and Nicola was so adorable because then she was sort of like, well, thanks everybody for the opportunity. This has been wonderful. Like, you're very lovely. You're so nice. Here's casting director Kelly Valentine Hendry. And the beauty is the Penelope crossover. The two of them and their crossover kind of girlmance that they have across the street. They take and they have fun with it. They bring their own mark to it. And that's why those two work. And we want to talk about chemistry. There's chemistry. Those two, fantastic chemistry. When we come back from the break, we'll get back to our conversation with Claudia Jesse and Nicola Coughlin and learn more about their experience on set behind the scenes of Bridgerton. Stick around. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with dust-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. 
Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome back. Let's get back into my conversation with Nicola and Claudia. We're talking about the backstories of their characters and a little bit more about their relationship and why it resonated with so many viewers. You know, you go through those phases where a friend sort of takes a leap ahead of you in certain things, like they get a bra first or someone gets a boyfriend and the other one doesn't get a boyfriend. And I think Claudia and I, that was the final scene we shot in the show and we hated shooting it because we didn't like when they don't get on. Mm. But also that's true friendship. You know, you, it, you don't always get on. And, you know, Penelope, I think she adores Eloise. Of course she does. But I think it's frustrating for her, you know, that Eloise is like, well, this is all stupid. I don't even care. But Penelope, it's a it's a reality of life for her that she has to go out and, you know, be presented to these men. And she's not, you know, doesn't want to do it. And she's just desperately in love with Eloise's brother and it's all these things again internalizing Penelope not good let some of it out tell Eloise she's your best friend yeah that affects her and I would like to see her not because I feel like she's in awe of Colin Mm -hmm. and he's lovely but he's just a guy you want to go Penelope like you're good you know like you got it if you happen to have she's been holding on to that crush (laughs) oh my god but do you remember that like how intoxicating those crushes were at that age I know for me, they just took over everything. That's a good I re- way to say it too. Oh. Intoxicating, yes. Completely. And it just, yeah, it's all you think about and reading back on um some of my old diaries when I didn't, I wasn't like a regular diary keeper, but I have certain things from that age. And, you know, I used to keep a list of boys that I kissed in school. <laughs> <laughs> and stuff and like, 
boys like I, I cut their pictures out of the yearbook and put it in the, in the diary but I'm like I wish I I had that level of crush now I feel like you don't get it to that extent when you're a little older you're like I'm like oh gosh I would love that right now so true which is I think part of the escape of this show I like romance is not one of those things I gravitate to yeah but it's Shondaland so I'm, I'm going to watch this I know there's going to be more wit and like yeah dialogue and all that good stuff and I found myself like the second time watching it really enjoying the romance of it and like um giving love and romance more respect. Do you know what? I'm so glad you said that because I feel the exact same genuinely because I would always have thought like, oh, I'm not really drawn to romantic. I don't really know. It's a genre I was not familiar with, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I really distinctly remember shooting the Hastings ball, which is the final ball in the show. And it's the dance that Reggae and Phoebe do, you know, in front of everybody. Honest to God, on set that day, we were in tears because <laughs> it was breathtakingly beautiful and I was like I just like push romance aside and it's like so much cynicism and then you're like oh love it's one of the most important things in the world and it was just like oh this is a celebration this is beautiful and I think I'm so thrilled that came across on screen but genuinely that day I remember Bessie and Harriet and I the three Featheringtons were in tears (laughs) because it was just genuinely and I think also the show is made with such a huge amount of love and care and what Chris puts into it like his heart and soul is in the show and you know we we really care about making a good show and it's it's a real like pleasure and honor as an actor when you can make people feel things whether you're making them laugh or cry or you know experience any emotion it's just the most wonderful thing I love it so 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 true I completely agree Speaking of emotions, did you ever have gusts of emotion come up in you during filming? Any challenges that you had to overcome? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think with Penelope, like, you know, knowing that feeling of unrequited love, it's such a painful feeling, you know, and I just think, and also, because it just makes you think about those times in your life. We've all had that time when the, the person that we've liked is dancing with somebody else it rips your heart out. And I think that's what I love about acting is the parts that you can relate to, but then are totally different. I think the parts that you can relate to are what gives it role, the groundedness and the human feeling. But then the parts that are different are the fun and the colorful parts. That's the challenge. You know, there was a lot of super emotional scenes and I was very, very lucky that I was with Claudia for a lot of those, the sort of crying scenes, because I think within acting, I'm not a method actor. I don't stay in character. I don't do that. But I do want to bring true emotion to it. So, you know, I think you have to be in a very safe environment in order to do that. And, you know, you're crying real tears. It's, you know, that's no tear stick. Yeah. Also having a lovely supportive set and feeling safe to go to those places. Also staying in a corset for many hours is also another challenge. Yeah. Right. (laughs) One of my favorite scenes for for Eloise, when I is so, like the line, just being like, thanks for being so perfect. So I do not have to be, which is like, most amazing thing to say and to say as an actor like what a line every now and again you're like yes like I get to say that one yeah you also have a few lines where you're going back and forth with Daphne with Phoebe and um those were killer for me Eloise tells Daphne that she's really good at pretending and I was like damn oh yeah (laughs) she just you just really came for your sister that's a really good one Shut to the heart. <laughs> <laughs> can you yeah. come over to 
Can you come over to the Featherington house and breed my sisters? Yeah, exactly. Because she just, she just takes it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I try to be like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone in your orange dress. Who do you think you are? Yeah, all right, Prudence. Yeah. There's one I really distinctly remember. It's the final ball when Colin comes over to Penelope. And the actual song that was playing when he came down the stairs was uh, Heavy as the Heads That Wears the Crown by Stormzy. Mm-hmm. So when I see that scene, that's the music that I hear. And it was him and Benedict coming down the stairs. And I think it's just a crushing moment because you see him coming and you're like, maybe. And the thought of that she's going to profess her love to him. Mm-hmm. I Like, I'm so glad she didn't. But then... You know, I talked to Claudia. I've totally done that where I've been like, I really like you. And they're like, no. (laughs) We just don't want to see her like get crushed. And like, it's so crushing for her. And she just can't cope with it. It's funny when you film scenes, there's always what's on the screen and then your experience and all the internal stuff. And then I remember like we shot me bumping into you. Yes, yes. Going off and all that. And that's the only ball that you you were at. Here's executive producer Betsy Beers. It goes back to the beautiful theme of these books, which is the beautiful plot, which is what do you do for love of yourself? It's not just love of another person, but it's how much do you love yourself and how much can you love yourself? And and it's a mother who's trying to create an environment which her children can become their best versions of themselves. I'm the youngest in a family of three girls. And my sense of what my responsibility is, is very weighty. And I weight my hand too. But it's really different than my oldest sister. Eloise can dream and Eloise can explore these other options because Daphne is doing the heavy lifting. So Eloise, we may relate to in a very modern way, Penelope in a different way. I suppose it's quite prevalent when Eloise and Penelope are chatting as mates, when they're talking about what they want, what they could want, uh, like... And you can see them getting excited about other stuff, not like the balls and stuff like that. That's where you see it the most for me and me and Nick, to be young girls talking about their autonomy. And when we're in press and stuff, we've spoken and been like, and because they're correct, aren't they? They're allowed. They're allowed to like use their thoughts and explore their thoughts and talk about what we could be. I find it interesting as well that whilst it's beautiful, it's also a symbol of their privilege that they even get the time to think about stuff like this. Like, do you know what I mean? They're there with their, like, their maids who are following them behind as they go on their little promenades, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Their little trots to then be like, ah, oh, I want to be here and there and everywhere. And what about this? And we've got time to do this and then go home. I mean, I'd say Eloise is emotionally more privileged than Penelope in her sort of domestic setting. Yeah. Penelope has it a bit rough, doesn't she, sort of uh, emotionally with like love and stuff. Whereas Eloise has got the freedom to then walk into her living room and be like, how does a lady come to be with a child? And it's like, absolutely fine. Like even when Ruth is like, what are you talking about? You can't say that. You know, it's, it's still fine, isn't it? Whilst Marina's story is slightly more dynamic or complex because actually she's like, it's what an unthinkable situation. That's not anyone's fault, but sort of everyone's responsibility now. And like, it's just happening. I don't know how much I fully feel attached to the idea that there's something that's been set out for me that I can't have. And that would be a lot Mm. to do with my privilege as well. But I think what I found most joyful is that Nicola and I, had, you know, we'd sort of gone into this being like, they are young and they fucking love each other. 
So here it is. Here's this safe space for them to be able to be like, say silly things and be explorative and stuff like that. Both in real life and in fiction, by the way, I'm like, it's good. I'm going to have more filming time with Claudia and it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. I talked with Julia Quinn and she said that the main thing that she really likes about Penelope and Eloise, Penelope's, is she thought of you two when she was writing as trailblazers, mm-hmm. that you two come in to break down the castle, like riding in on your horses and Daphne is more of a like, I'm just going to remove this brick and place it here. Yeah. But I also am revolutionary in my own way. I'm just not charging in like these two gals. Yeah, I think Claudia is really right to say what she said about their privilege. They don't see like that, you know, it's hard for Daphne. They just say, well, she doesn't even care and she's doing whatever. I think, you know, Eloise thinks that more than Penelope does. As Claudia said, we have to always think they're super young and they're young for 1813 because they're really privileged in garden they've you know always had this protection around them and I think you know everyone is a product of their upbringing and you know how you can't really control that so I I never want to judge them for it you know what I mean Mm. you know that time in your life you're a teenager and you start maybe realizing things about certain causes or this and you become a little bit sanctimonious (laughs) yes I really remember that time of being like but like going to parents like do you know about the whole ozone layer and are you even doing anything about it like I feel like there's a real level of that to the two of them that they're <laughs> like, and they also, they, they are like, we are so smart and we're smarter than everyone else. And we're this, but I don't think that the two of them necessarily understand anyone else's struggles very well, but look, who does it? 17. And I think with Marina, it's so beyond them to really understand it. Mm. Also, I think it's a bit of a selfish age as well. Cause you're like, well, what's going on with me? And like, yeah, I really just want your characters to like, spend a weekend with Sienna and Madame Delacroix like just yeah I know oh my god they would they would lose they just don't have a clue they would lose their minds if they had to have a day in their shoes they would not cope Eloise and Penelope are delightful to me because they are these two young excited young women with hopes and dreams that feel like they're trapped in this world that they don't quite understand and Eloise is always railing against something and Penelope is always hoping for something. It's, they just felt very sweet to me and I liked them very much and I hoped for them very much. That was executive producer Shonda Rhimes. The Penelope's relationship was one of her favorites to talk about. Stick around. We'll be back with more from Nicola Coughlin and Claudia Jesse. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome back to Bridgerton, the official podcast. We're hanging out with actresses Nicola Coughlin and Claudia Jesse. In this part of our conversations, the ladies tell us, pinch me. I'm in the period drama of my dreams. I'm working with some of my television production role models. And I'm sitting across from theater greats like Adjua and Golda. Like, what? Oh, so I mean, I just remember really distinctly in the read-throughs, those two women have presence you know I'm sure Claudia can attest to this literally when they open their mouths you're like whoa and I think it's also what I said about the actors that they cast in this show like Golden Adua are the you know they come from the theater yeah and you can feel that and I think how embodied the characters were right away and also how gracious they are and I always I love to tell people how little Golda is like the queen she's like the complete opposite because she's so chilled out and she's so warm and loving and it's often you know, the the nicest people play, she's not a baddie, but you know, she's, but the nicest people play those kind of big parts the best. And I love how much people have responded to them. Because I think, you know, it can also be a thing that television can often, we're still limited in the roles for women on TV. Let's just put it out there. Mm-hmm. We're even more limited in the roles for women of color on television. And then we're also limited by roles of women of a certain age on television. And how much people adore Golden Adjuet. You're like, there you go. It's like not an excuse not to to cast people or tell these stories. And they're just, yeah, they're just phenomenal. And I think, you know, when you are on a job with people like that, you learn so much from watching them. It's like, it's like free acting classes by the best actors in the world every day. It's brilliant. And also like they're proper, like they're proper actors, professional. And, and it's like so beautiful to be around. Not I'm saying the rest of us were like swinging from the rooftops. It wasn't like that. <laughs> it was a very, very beautiful, like, do you know what I mean? Like it was a very respectful environment. All of us really cared about it and loved it a lot. Mm-hmm. But they're like the next level. Like they, you want, I want to be them when I grow up. Like, do you know what I mean? Like this, they, they make everyone up their game. You've got no excuses for anything when you see women like this being this tremendous at such a consistent level tremendous mm. yeah really beautiful and also like Adria and Golda are really really supportive great interesting women being interested in other people's lives being interesting while we were on the subject I asked Claudia and Nicola about their favorite moments on set you know the food is whatever you have there so you can't go to the shop you can't do anything you don't have your wallet <laughs> on you yeah. so like the 
importance of the food on set is is huge. And like it would always be like you'd ask DDs like what what is it today? And like you're like someone over here knows someone got the text with the menu. And it was like, it was like some sort of drug deal where you're like, give me the information. We'll find out what's happening. Because then, because oh, we had the most beautiful coffee truck, right? They had this coffee truck. Oh. And then they do like afternoon snacks as well. So sometimes you'd get like quesadillas or something. Do you know what I mean? Quesadillas. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Or like a toasty. You'd get a toasty. Oh my God. I loved the toasty so much. I'd get vegan cheese and like ham toasty. I, I was catered to so well. It's the best catering I've ever had as a vegan like on a set before this was like babe we've got like vegan cheesy garlic bread lasagna like what do you want <laughs> it was just so oh, good oh it was epic clearly this is what we really care about this is this is what we want to know what were you eating yeah my magic breakfast sandwich the magic sandwich and then the, the desserts were always really good what is this magic breakfast sandwich oh it's the best sandwich in the world it's hash brown veggie sausages ketchup in like a roll yeah and it's my every breakfast oh it's but it's like i started off really healthy i started off with like my omelets and then by the like last month i was like i'll have the magic sandwich please for breakfast with brown sauce i like it with ketchup okay i have it with brown sauce so because linda mccartney do like really stellar vegan sausages they're like really really good so you put like the vegan sausages hash brown brown sauce like in a bat like a roll like a burger bun like almost. soft soft well it, it works in lots of different types of bread sometimes they would bring it to me in sourdough and I was like I know this is fancy but it's not as good it doesn't hold in the sausages <laughs> and you know I think my favourite times on set were when I'd have the really really early calls I'd get picked up at maybe like 4.45 or something in the morning and then get brought to base this is when we were at the studio and it was cold and like pitch black and I'd feel like it would be like me and the second AD that had arrived and I'd be able to slowly walk in and like get a coffee because the legendary catering team had already like pre-prepped the coffee machine for all of us like ridiculous so I'd go in get a coffee and I'd come back to the trailer I'm a smoker I would sit I would have a roll up on the steps in like the freezing cold and dark and it was just like my favourite thing because I think those moments you, I don't wish to sound ungrateful it's not it's just life isn't it you get very used to something quite quickly because you're a human being and that's fine and natural it doesn't mean that you're not taking everything in in every single moment and making sure you're like really grateful for all the time it's exhausting but it would be those slow moments where you're not filming where you're not being an actor where you're not with your mates on set I'd be on my own and then I'd realize this is so beautiful like this is where I get to be it's just before you're about to turn into someone you've got the great good fortune of playing and also because I'm Buddhist I practice Buddhism I have done like my whole life basically so I chant I'm one of the noisy Buddhists uh, I chant <laughs> I chant Namya Harengakyo same as Tina Turner don't even worry about it <laughs> I would do that in the trailer in the morning as well I chant before for everyone to like have a really good day and for it to just be lovely and um, yeah I think those are my favourite moments It's hard to pick a single moment because there were a lot of amazing moments, but there's something I really love about the first days of the actors being together. And this would have been back from May 2019. And it was myself, Claudia, Luke Thompson, Harriet Keynes, and Phoebe and Jenny Bailey were all together. And I just think that like buzziness at the start of something and, you know, I love the ensemble 
quality of any job I think nothing happens in isolation it's what you can all create together and it was just like knowing that we had all these talented people and then having it be Shondaland and having it be Netflix and all that stuff like I think that just buzzy excitement that it's an addictive brilliant brilliant feeling I'm also very excited for season two to see where our characters go how they grow it's a privilege to get to continue playing a character and go on a journey with them just yeah what a pleasure what a pleasure hey ladies thank you so much for spending hours with me this afternoon and take care and enjoy filming season two thank you absolute pleasure bye 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 bye. take care And thank you, listeners, for hanging out with me, Claudia Jesse, and Nicola Coughlin, Behind the Scenes of Bridgerton. Bridgerton, the official podcast, is executive produced by Lauren Holman, Sandy Bailey, Holly Fry, and me, Gabrielle Collins. Our producer is Chris Van Dusen, and our editor is Vincent Dejani. Bridgerton, the official podcast, is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your favorite shows.